I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. This, I think, is a, a well-known, or you could say a famous saying from our Lord, words from our Lord, and they deserved to be unpacked a little bit because they point to a very profound understanding of how God desires to save us and make us holy or make us righteous. Let me provide some background here. Hopefully, it's a little complicated, but hopefully it will make some sense to why Jesus says what he says. First, let's ask the question, why were the Pharisees so ticked off that Jesus was eating with tax collectors? The answer, obviously, is because the Pharisees viewed them as sinners. But why did they view them as sinners? Well, there are three reasons for this, and I'll explain it simply in three words. It's because the Pharisees saw the tax collectors as being people who were unclean, they were traitors of Israel, and they were also, at times, could be extortionists. They extorted money from people. Let me explain that a little bit. Why did the Pharisees view them as being unclean? It's precisely because we go back and we try to remember our Bible history and understand that God chose the Israelites, right? The 12 tribes of Israel became the nation of Israel. He called them from all the people of the earth to be his chosen people. And he gave them a law by which they could organize themselves around. It was not only religious laws, but kind of laws that reflected like a type of civil order because they became a nation and, and then became like a kingdom among nations and kingdoms. So God gave them a rule to order them and in calling them and giving them a, a rule, God made them unique among the nations and indeed they were meant to be because the laws that they followed were not meant to be like the rules of the other nations. They were different. And so in that way, God was trying to separate the Israelites, his chosen people, from not being, he didn't want them to be like the other nations. So this idea of separating themselves from what we call the Gentiles. And so this is why, as part of this law of God, there's this notion of clean and unclean. Certain types of food were unclean. Certain types of uh, you know, diseases like leprosy made you unclean. If you touched a leper, you became unclean. And, if, and so Gentiles in this way were known as unclean. And if you associated with a Gentile, you became unclean. So guess what tax collectors did? Tax collectors in their work associated with Gentiles, which made them therefore unclean. So that explains that one. Well, why did, why were they viewed as traitors? Because remember, at, during this time um, in which Jesus walked the earth, which is the you know, first century AD, and at this time the Jews, the Israelites, were under Roman occupation. Remember, ever since like, what was it, about um, 587 AD, I think that's about right. There, there was the, the, the Jews or the, the, the Israelites lost their kingdom. 
They had no more king. They, they, they came under foreign oppression. Bab the Babylonians were the first ones. Then it became, I think, the Persians and the Greeks. And now it's the Romans. And so the Israelites, the Jews at that time, were still desiring for their national independence. And so tax collectors, who did they collect taxes for then? But the Romans. That's who they collected the taxes for. And in doing this, they were viewed as being traitors. And then, of course, the extortionists, they were trying sometimes they would skim money off the required tax that were collected. So this is why the Pharisees hated the tax collectors. But it also says a lot about how the Pharisees viewed themselves. Because the Pharisees were like extreme rule followers. They thought they were cool because they followed the rules. And in being cool, they thought they were righteous before God, they were holy before God. And it was almost as if they saw that, God, you owe me salvation. You know, you know what, I, I'm, it's kind of like, I'm doing you a favor by following your rules. And so in the Pharisees, you see this notion of what Protestants call work salvation, where the, Jew, the, the, the Jews, the Pharisees, really thought that um, through their external ritual observance of all the laws of Israel, it guaranteed them their salvation. So that they earned their salvation by their personal effort. This, so this is what's going on here. So, the, so you can see where Jesus has these Pharisees with them in their own pride and their own arrogance, thinking that they're too cool to drool and that God owes them salvation instead of seeing salvation as a gift. And so this is why Jesus, when he comes and he says, I have not called, I have not called, come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners, he's basically saying, we're not, this is, I have come to introduce a new way of being righteous, or in other words, a new way of being holy. The Old Testament way, yes, you were supposed to follow the law, but the Old Testament law could not effect an internal change of heart. It couldn't do it. And this was always the problem of the Israelites and the Jews. They would worship God externally. They would do the external thing, but there would be no transformation of heart. And the reason why is because there couldn't be, because there was no grace. God, there was no grace by which God could transform the heart. And so when Jesus came, he says, I am, in, you know, the Old Testament law was temporary Pharisees. I have come to bring about a new way of holiness. It's the new covenant. And in this new covenant, by the way, it's going to involve two things. It's going to involve everybody. So no longer are we going to have this country club mentality, thinking that the Israelites are only, they're only cool ones to be a part of God's family, God's covenant. Rather, it's going to be open to, guess what, everybody, including the Gentiles. And so remember, the Pharisees saw the Gentiles as just sinners. They're the scum of the earth. And, the, and, you know, they're unclean. And Jesus is saying, come. You know, Jesus hung out with them. And just think about this. Jesus hung out with these tax collectors who were deemed unclean. So there's, the Pharisees are seeing Jesus as being unclean. But Jesus is the righteous one. He's the holy one. And he's come to bring about a new way of righteousness, which ultimately this new way of righteousness was an interior reality. 
It was effected by grace. It was effected by mercy. And through this, through God's initiative, through his power, through his desire, is how people were going to be made righteous, how they were going to be made holy. And so this is why he says, I have not come to call the righteous, meaning righteous people like the Pharisees who thought they could do it all themselves and they didn't really need God's help. They could do it by their own effort. These aren't the people. The people he's calling are sinners. And that's all of us. We are all sinners. And we are all in need of being made righteous. And that happens through, number one, the power of the cross, the power of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And that, that grace, that interior transformation by which we are made righteous is given to us through the sacraments. We are made righteous, brothers and sisters, initially at our baptism. That's when God infuses his very life into our soul. And this, this is really the fulfillment of one of the Old Testament prophecies where in Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they say that I'm gonna take from, you know, God's prophesying through, the, through them and he says, I'm gonna take your stony hearts, this heart that is not able to really live my law as, as it should be lived. I'm gonna take those, those hard hearts that you know, neglect the widow and the orphan and, and that go off into idolatry. I'm going to take that hard heart and I'm going to infuse grace into it and thereby transform it so that finally the human race can live how I intend them to live, to live as my sons and daughters, as my children in my covenant family, to be a beloved, to be a beloved child. This is what Jesus is meaning to effect. And this is why it's, remember when Jesus says it's not, you know, he says to the apostles, it's not you who have chosen me, but I who have chosen you. This is what it's about. God has chosen us. He takes the initiative. And this is what, this is really one of the key characteristics and traits of mercy. Mercy, right, is God's love that takes the initiative and comes to our need. And our need is to be healed of our tendency to stray away from God, to, become, to, to, to live as sinners. You know, when we live as sinners, we're miserable. We're not happy. We're not. Committing sin, rebelling against God, is the first recipe for unhappiness, for anxiety, for a lack of peace, for, you know, living an unsatisfied and unfulfilled life. When we live for God, when we live, you know, according to and follow his will, striving to live a holy life, that's when we discover the peace, the happiness, the joy, the fulfillment that God has in store for us. This is why Jesus came. He came for this purpose. And he came not because we are perfect, not because by our works, so to speak, not by our efforts that we are deserving. He came precisely because we need him. We need him to come and show us the way and effect our salvation through the sacrifice of the cross, whereby through his merits, 
we are made whole. We are made holy. We are made righteous. And to the degree that we follow him in this life is to the degree that by his grace, we will be conformed to his image, conformed to his way. And so this is why Jesus says, I have not come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. It is all of us, and it's not something to be shameful about. It's something to be able to recognize it and to recognize in our sinfulness, God has given us the remedy. He has given us the solution, Jesus and his mercy. And so as we continue on our Lenten, um, our, our Lenten practices, let us remember that this is what Lent is about. It's about trying to recognize our sinfulness, trying to acknowledge, them, acknowledge it in humility, but to recognize only Jesus and his mercy can help to free us from our sinful life. And the reason and the, the importance, again, is in recognizing my sin and turning away from sin and repenting, God wants to restore us to his original intention of having us be sons and daughters living in his glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.